What's up, guys? Jay Daniel here with my co-host, Victor Marshall. This is the Sales at Home podcast. Today's going to be a little bit different, talking about the world, crazy shit going on. I just told Victor, hey, dude, I think the dollar's going to collapse for XYZ reason. Um, personally, I believe that um, there has been insane money printing. There has been insane politics. There has been a lot of unchallenged garbage uh, which leads me to believe that the dollar might collapse and no longer be the world, uh, the global uh, reserve currency. And uh, Victor was just telling me some very interesting topics. So what were you saying about the euro? Yeah, I, I, there's a time when the euro was making its its rise and the US dollar was falling. Basically, what I was saying was it, it's it's not the first time in the Latin, mm-hmm. in the recent future, in the recent history that the U.S. dollar has been on the brink of collapse. Um, There's a lot of people who don't look past themselves and don't look past America and think that America is the end-all, be-all. And while there's a lot of great things in this country, there's a lot of great opportunity, there's a lot of good, there's also, with anything else, there's there's also corruption, there's also bad politics, there's also lies being told at the highest level. There's also a lot of rich people who want to stay rich and don't want anybody else to get rich as well. But the the thing about what now and what's happening now is that not only are the same type of of you know pattern happening where the dollar's destabilizing and China's making big plays, but we're also in the social media age where we get to see and hear a lot of it. A lot of that before never was told to us. A lot of that before was kept, you know, swept under the rug. A lot of it was handled at the highest level. But right now we're getting to hear it and see it and view it differently than everybody before us who ever came was ever able to. And I think what that does in situations like this, for instance, if the dollar does destabilize and is no longer the global reserve currency, if that actually does happen, there's a lot of accountability that's going to be taking place because there's a lot of people who have access to information now. What's up guys. This video is brought to you by Shady Race, the company where I get these blue light glasses and all of my sunglasses, as well as these blue red glasses here right now for listeners of sales at home podcast, you get $20 off your first order at shadyrace.com, And the link is in the bio. Go right now and get yourself some Shady Rays. They are amazing blue light glasses, really great sunglasses as well. They also have prescription glasses there for you to order as well. Right now for our listeners, like I said, go to our link in the bio and get yourself some Shady Rays right now, $20 off your first order. See ya. And that's the thing about this age that we're in with social media. And we've seen it go both ways. You know, you can rise real quickly, but you act up and you can fall just as quick. And there's a lot of people in government right now who are being held accountable or who are being brought to light by some of the newer, younger people in government who are just like, hey, this isn't cool. Like what you've been doing isn't cool. How you've been acting isn't cool. Um, There's people out there who are exposing the fact that the government is one way when there's cameras allowed and there's they act another way when it's not. The same people who you see yelling and screaming on social media are the same people who are calm, cool, and collected when the cameras aren't there. It's because they're rallying themselves up for, for their constituents. And they're, they've, here's the thing about media and, and politics have, have 
gotten the gotten the tips, right? They've gotten the secret. Is if I can make you angry, I have your viewership, right? If I can make you angry, I have your attention. So rather than doing the right thing, I'm going to do the most provocative thing that makes you angry because then I get ratings. And what happens when I get ratings, those big companies that pay for ratings are like, wow, this person gets ratings. So I'm going to give him more view time. I'm going to follow him around more. I'm going to make sure that the camera's in his face. And then all of a sudden, now you become a celebrity. Now people know you. Now people who aren't informed at all when it comes time to the polls, who are they going to vote for? The person that whose name they know, who they know barely anything about, right? But they've seen them yeah. constantly in the media. It's all about attention. It's all about attention and where you can get it. It's no longer, and it hasn't been for a while, about the right politics and the right. I mean, look at this this whole TikTok ban drama, right? And and the Congress held this whole big meeting on TikTok and they grilled the the owner and they're they're trying to say it's because China has access to all of our data. So does Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and Reddit. And everybody else has access to your data too. But what matters is that China has it, right? It's not even about TikTok. It's about that the people behind wanting TikTok to be banned have money. And that money gets lobbied out to different people for different reasons when they stand for it. And it lines the pockets of the people who are screaming the loudest. And that's a general rule when it comes to politics. The person screaming the loudest is probably hiding the most. That's true. It, yeah, bro. It, it's um. I, I think it all comes back to the money, right? I think um, right. Everything's based on agendas, and usually it's around money, power, control. Uh, my concern is if the power shifts, and let's say China has the power over the U.S., right? Because something I've been thinking about a lot is like, you know, you know, subversion, right? Uh, like if a country's too strong and too powerful, you just start destroying it from the inside. Like yo, like. The thing that made the U.S. powerful is like it's religious, it's religious, you know, and spiritual values, and the the literally just the the masculinity and and fucking bravado of the dudes, you know. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, but act like uh, single single parent households have increased. Like the amount has literally increased, like one percent every year. The amount of testosterone in men has decreased literally 1% every single year. Um, the amount of people that are sick in general has increased 1% every year. Uh, the, the, the attack on like Christian values and even like Islamic values, anything religious, it, it's just all happening at once. And it's been consistently happening, not all at once, but over the last 60 years, right? It's been happening, it's been happening, it's been happening. And um, now it's like America doesn't have a backbone, bro. Like, dude, this fucking war in Ukraine, which is absolute bullshit. And it's, it's orchestrated and, and, and set up in a way where it's almost like a play. Like, dude, the, like the U.S., this is what the world sees, gave them $100 billion, right? And just made it worse. And what did China do? China just signed 14 documents with freaking Putin. If they actually end, if they actually be, are the ones to like stop the war, I'm starting to think they're the ones that set this whole thing up. But if they're the ones that stop the war, like, dude, all of a sudden, they're the big boys in town. They're the ones in control. They're the ones that the world respects. And the yuan, it's not the New Zealand dollar or Singapore dollar or New Zealand dollar or Australian. It's not, it's not that anymore. Now it's, the, now it's the yuan, right? And more and more countries are dropping the dollar. And like, 
my concern is what makes America America besides the fact that it's it's the world reserve currency? Like if if America isn't the dollar, like if if the dollar loses value like it did in Venezuela, there will be chaos. Like there will be chaos at a level most can't even comprehend. America is mentally weak right now. People are not resilient. If somebody has 10 grand in the bank, five grand in the bank, if somebody's paycheck to paycheck, they got like three grand saved, they fucking worked their whole life for that and, and they lose it, there will be mayhem in the streets at a level most of us can't even comprehend. And um, it just seems to me like it's closer than ever. And I think for us, where we're remote sales reps, we can kind of go anywhere. We have businesses like, I think we'll be straight to a degree, especially if you have like gold and you have, you know, different assets to protect yourself. But I don't know, bro. What does the everyday guy do? Like, what do you think about the possibility of this collapsing just based on like, number one, right? There's more money printed in the last three years and printed in the last 300 or 270 since the 1776 Declaration of Independence. More money has been printed in the last three years, right? Under a leader that can't even talk straight. He's not even a leader. He's put in place by the same people in power that orchestrated all the garbage that happened, right? That was outsourced to freaking consultants. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that? The whole, the whole pandemic was outsourced to companies. The government didn't handle it. They just outsourced it to, to the same companies that are freaking working with the, the, the freaking WEF that happened and, and also happened to own all the farmland that now is like, dude, it's, it's just, it's too much shit happening at once, bro. It just seems extremely weird to me. I mean, it's actually concerning. Like, what, yeah, what do you and, think of and that you know, massive rap? You know, I think that there's merit to that. There's merit to the, the thought. I don't think it's time to fear just yet. Um, but what I, think I do think, I do think it's time to prepare, but I also think it's time to change it. And I think that people who are the problem, the problem is, like you said, how do you destroy, how do you destroy anything? How do you destroy a country? How do you destroy a school? How do you destroy a church? How do you destroy a family? You destroy its youth, right? You take yeah. away its youth, you take away its future, right? And what has, what has been happening in this country is not necessarily, yes, it's an attack on, on family values, an attack on religious values, an attack on all these things, but it's an attack on our children, on our youth. Right. And fucking Washington, um, bro. They just passed a law. They can take your kids if you don't want to fucking chop their dick off. And here, here's the, the thing. And here's the thing. It's it's like forget, forget all of that. Forget all the hot button drama, right? Because that's all it uh -huh. is. It's drama. It's hot button drama that affects sure. a very limited sure. amount of people, right? but they're going to throw it in your face. Like everybody in the world is going to lose their kids. It's a very limited amount of people that it affects. Okay. Let's, let's be real with that. But if you, start, though, if you take away, if you take away the, the mental fortitude of, of children, mental fortitude of the youth, what's everybody trying to be right now? What is everyone's number one career path that they're, they're striving for? They're striving for an influencer. Right. Yeah. Whereas 10, 15 years ago, it was doctor, lawyer, astronaut, firefighter, police officer, right? Things that contribute to society in a way that allows backbones to be built, right? That, that right. allows communities and, and cities and facilities to work. You've got, you've got people trying to be influencers left and right. And that's what most, the majority of these kids are, are seeing. Oh, this person made this much money on this app. This person made this much money selling their feet pics. This much, 
person showed a nipple and made this much money, right? And so you've got all these people trying to be influencers and and what are they doing? They're they're trying to influence masses of people by focusing on themselves. Think about it. What does an influencer do? They post themselves all day. They post what they do, what they wear, what they eat. Their focus is inward, right? Whereas doctors, police officers, firefighters, lawyers, their focus is outward. I want to have an impact on other people in my community, right? Now, not saying influencers can and won't have impacts on people in their communities. There's a lot of people who are making a lot of money as influencers, aka Mr. Beast, aka a lot of other people who are the same way, Keith Lee, right? Who are becoming influencers and having impacts on people. But that's that's very few and far between. So much so that it, when somebody like Keith Lee does it, and I don't know if you know who Keith Lee is, but when when someone like Keith Lee comes together and and makes an impact on people around him and wants nothing from it, nothing from those people, but just to bless those people and to help them grow. So if, do you know who Keith Lee is? The wrestler? The fighter? He Yes, he was a fighter. He was a fighter. But mm-hmm. what he did is he one day started a TikTok channel where he goes out and he's interviewing or he's buying food at a local restaurant in Vegas. He takes it back to his house very plainly, very simply, no production value, sits down, tries the food, rates it one to 10. And he says, hey, if you guys are ever in the area, this food is so good, you should go do it. You should go eat it. Then he does it for another restaurant and another restaurant and another restaurant. All of a sudden, these restaurants who are about to shut down, these restaurants who are hole in the walls that nobody knew about, have people lined mm-hmm. up on the block who have making more sales in one day than they have in the past three years are able to quit their jobs and do this full-time are able to hire more people are able to grow and expand. And now they have customers down the block because one guy unselfishly went in, he pays for every single meal that he, that he gets. He doesn't accept any meals for free. He tells them, I don't want your money. I want the money from these big companies with budgets like Chipotle and like all these other things, but I don't want anything from you. These mom and pops, I don't want anything. So what he does is he's, he's, he's going out and he's impacting other people. That's what's missing from America. If, if we were to say, how do we fix America right now? We, we start by the youth impacting other people. So when we talk about, you know, the dollar and, and government and all that, all of that's great. All of that's true. All of that's factual. All of those things have an effect on how we are as a country, right? But the biggest change the biggest way to move this country forward in a positive way is for young people to go out and impact other people around them in a positive way. And so when you talk about how do I do that? You go do that by starting a business. You do that by, you know, you do that by going out and cleaning up at your local park. You do that by good big brothers, good big sisters, whatever you do, right? Whatever you, you choose to do for your life, even if that is an influencer, you use your platform to bless other people and to build other people up. Because what happens when I build you up, you now in turn want to build somebody else up. And then you want to build somebody else up. And then you want to build somebody else up. All of a sudden you have a community of people who've built each other up. And that's why America was so strong. That's why no. you couldn't mess with America in the beginning. You know what? That, that's a really good point. You know what that reminds me of, dude? I was having a conversation about this with, with uh, Marco. 
Yeah. Fucking Marco Polo, the legend, dude. Um, I was on his podcast and we were talking about it. Where is the U.S. headed? And you know, I started thinking, like, dude, like, what if? I think what's going to happen is you're going to have like those influencers, bro. You're going to have those people of like like real strong influence that are really like motivating people. And I think if the U.S. dollar collapses the world's going to become more tribal because right now, right? The United States is united, right? It breaks apart. It's just apart. So now it's, it's very tribal. Everybody's in their communities, right? I think what's going to happen is because social media exists and there's so many people who love and worship influencers, every influencer is going to basically have their community. And those are going to be the tribes that society is made of, right? So like literally somebody's follower account right? If, if they're genuine people that follow them and they have not like a message. I think that's how society is going to be divided, bro. And I think over time, those will start to maybe come together as like a United States or one of them is going to grow to be like another empire. But it's, I think it's going to be less about countries. It's going to be more about communities around influencers. And so the, this is the time to cement yourself as an influencer and like as an island that people can kind of come to as a creating a tribe i think creating a tribe is really important right now that's what uh, i think it's always been important i think it's always been important for different reasons not necessarily for for what you're saying but i think it's always been important for it has but now it's for survival yeah before you didn't really need one but you if you want to thrive yeah you can just chill and fucking government will send you a stimulus check now it's like if you don't have a tribe freaking house is getting robbed into and like i definitely i definitely think that it's going to come down to people who have and have not and i don't mean money in in goods i mean work ethic and drive and the will and and the the support to to get somewhere because yes all right let's let's go on a limb and say tomorrow the u.s dollar collapses right does that mean that no. everyone is SOL? You know, that everyone is is done for? Not necessarily. Uh-uh. Will, will a lot more people fail? Of course. But will a lot no. a lot of people who are still still like strong and pushing and, and trying to make something of themselves survive? Of course they will. And they'll do very well. Right. Chaos always breeds two different outcomes right chaos is yeah it's opportunities and then it's just utter failure right and if you look at every big failure every big government flaw every big depression we've had there are people that have come out of all of that think of the great depression look how many families came out of the great depression rich and are still rich yeah look how many businesses look how many things happened in that time period Look, I mean, look at the pandemic, call it what you want, right? But how many people started businesses in the pandemic who are thriving right now? How many people found new ways to do things and, and created a demand and then supplied that demand with, with what they offered? And then all of a sudden they're thriving. Now they're living post-pandemic how they never thought they could pre-pandemic, right? Because right. they put their head to... They put their heads together and was like, how do we do this? And they came up with an idea and now they're selling t-shirts or making banners or 
filling some need that people didn't even know they had. Yeah. Right. It's that's powerful, bro. I agree. Um, that's huge. Uh, it's interesting because it's like, it's it's like in situations like this, bro, it's adapt or die, you know? Because me too, dude, like before the pandemic, I was working in a fucking restaurant, you know? Like, uh, you know, and as soon as the pandemic came, I quintupled it, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I, I think it's adapt or die. Yes, a lot died. Like, I think 70% of small businesses got taken out with the pandemic, some crazy number like that. But do you know how much freaking wealth got distributed and how many people got rich out of the fucking mines? Like, just yeah. living a totally different life as a result of it. So, I, think I would it's- be interested to see how many small businesses came out of the pandemic and how many of those 70% were pre pandemic businesses who didn't adapt. I agree. I think that's exactly the case. The ones that don't adapt completely disappear. And, uh, <clears throat> It's interesting because when you think of haves and have nots, what you're doing is you're getting rid of the lazy middle. The lazy middle is where you work, but you're just doing enough. Yeah. It's Les Brown had a quote. He was like, um, how is it? Most people live a life where they work just hard enough so they don't get fired. Something like that something like that they work just hard enough so they don't get fired and i think that's the middle class the middle class works just hard enough so they don't get fired the middle class will work hard but they won't think because they just want to get the work over with and all they can think is i want to finish this i want to get this out of the way i want to get this done so i can then do this uh and then you know then you have the people that are just at the bottom lazy and and they're always going to be at the bottom and then you have the people that are at the top right and they're just thinking all day and, and probing and, and ad- adapting and trying new things and overachieving. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're right. You're right. I kind of, sometimes I'll spaz out a little bit, but it's true for the overachievers, bro. The people that are really fucking getting after it, like you're going to be fine. And there's going to be so many opportunities coming out of this, bro. You don't want to hear the thing I'm investing into, bro. I won't share all the details, but it's a little fucked up, but here's what's going to happen. If everything that we see continues in this direction and it comes to pass, we're going, China already has this, all the massive lockdowns. In my opinion, the pandemic was to prepare people for lockdowns. What's going to happen is people are going to start living in virtual reality. People are going to start living online, right? It's already happening. With the pandemic, a lot of people, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was real. Dude, I've met people these last couple of years that literally spend eight, nine, 10 hours a day in a virtual world, maybe they're wearing a headset. Maybe it's just a game where they're a character and their character interacts and socializes with other people. That's her entire social life. I had a dude showing me his fucking room. Like, I was, like, like, like it's, it's an actual thing. And so what's gonna happen is people are going to start, more and more people are going to the have-nots. They're going to start living in that virtual world, bro. Having their social life in that virtual world. That's going to be a massive opportunity if you can own cities in that virtual world, right? Um, there, there's one project that I'm familiar with that already has five banks back in the world, $300 million a day worth of transactions. It's going up like crazy, right? So that's an opportunity where if you have some equity and you know the right people, like, yo, you can really you can become a millionaire, you know, you can, you can do some really cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> if you think about the whole thing of AI, all of a sudden, Everybody's talking about you can make a bunch of money with AI. Hey, you can do this with AI. You can do this with AI. 
I'm doing trading and I just saw some shit about, Hey, AI, yo, like you can freaking, you know, you can do this to make 10 grand. I was like, how the fuck did it? And I'm thinking about paying for it. Cause it's like, Oh, cool. Like, Hey, this might work. You know, like there's so much opportunity being created. So if you're an overachiever, uh, a bear market, cause this is essentially what it is. It's a very aggressive bear market. If you're an overachiever, a, uh, what, what, what are, what are the three stages, bro? You have a recession, you have a depression, and then you have a collapse, right? Uh, a recession, depression, and collapse, if you're a fucking overachiever, is a place where there's so much opportunity because whenever there's change, there's new problems. And pro- solving problems is how you get paid. Mm-hmm. So I think this is, I would actually challenge anybody listening, dude, like, yeah, a lot of bad shit's going to happen. There's going to be so much fucking opportunity. <clears throat> if you take the next three months, the three weeks, three days, however much time you have, three years, however much time you have while things are still good to really get on your shit. If things hit the fan, you not only are you going to be good, your family's going to be good. Everybody in the, in the community that you're influencing around you, your little island, right? Your little tribe that you're creating, they're going to be good. So this is the time to step up and, and do some badass shit. Yeah. What, what I'll say to that is while it's time to, to think about yourself and your future, you cannot forget to think about everybody else around you because but if you don't work on yourself, you, you can't help everybody around true, you. True. And right? that's, and that's, here's, here's what I mean by that. So you think about everybody else around you and you work on yourself with the goal of being able to help everybody else around you. You know 100%. what I mean? Because like you said, you know, no man is unto himself an island. Right. And so right. you're not there by yourself. And those are the people who are going to fail. If the market collapses, the people who are by themselves will fail. We are not meant to be alone. Yeah. But you got to also remember that the more people you have around you, the less resources you have between you, right? Unless everybody yeah. around you is building resources, right? But if you're the only one building resources, then everybody else around you is eating off of your resources, right? So you build yeah. yourself and while you can, you make sure that you influence somebody else to build themselves and then you influence somebody else to build themselves. And then you start to change the world around you because now everybody's building themselves towards something better. And that's how it changed. That's if, if you were to throw all of what we were just been talking about, about our throw it all out and think about government, right. And, and what's going on with the government right now and how crazy it is. If one person can get into government and influence one other person to make changes. And then one other person makes changes. Will eventually change happen? Yes. Will it take some time? Sure. Will it take some cracking heads and and rewriting things and restructuring the way things are? Probably, but change will happen. The problem is people don't want to do it. People don't want to make change. They They want change to happen to them they don't want to make the change happen for them, right? Yep. And so when you're thinking about what am I do? What am I going to do? What is my future? Which every person who's ever lived has to has thought, what is my future? What's going to happen? Everybody has had a situation where they're looking at the future and they're like, man, this world is this, or man, the economy is this, or man, this sucks right? How am I going to become better? How am I going to do something with what's in front of me? And they've had to make the decision. I'm either going to make the change happen, or I'm either going to sit back and wait for change to come. 
and majority of the people who wait for change to come fail so you get out there and you make change happen and you make change happen for everybody else around you that's the only way success comes Mm, you know what dude and being the person that makes change happen by doing it on a microscopic scale i think one thing that can and and dude i've man i fucking fell into this dude like if you think about something like macroeconomic right like you know biden just did this the this governor just did this this kind of this state just passed this right you don't really have control over that right you, you really don't have that much control or influence over that but you do you have control over the conversations you have the people that you interact with and i think on a very very microeconomic scale if we think about ourselves like on an individual level bro i think we are able to have a lot more effect than we think and like to give an example to the people listening dude because i fucking i've i i do I've, I've i've gotten so like and I'm, I'm sure we all have at one point, but dude, I've gotten so like comfortable in my life at different periods. And um, an example of, and it's funny because this is something that like you tell somebody if you're coaching them, if you tell somebody if they're on like a, a consult with you, right? Or a sales call, it's like, where do you either grow the most? In your comfort zone or out of your comfort zone? Why is that, right? And it's like, that that's really what that is. When you're waiting for change to come, you're comfortable. You can work a couple hours a day. Your bills are paid. You can go do your thing, chilling, going yeah. out on dates. You know, when you're getting after it, like, okay, let's say, let's say that you're, uh, say you're an appointment setter, right? Your goal is you want to make 10, 20, 30K a month. You want to be a closer. And you feel you're doing good in your appointment setter role right? The person that waits for things to come, not that much urgency. They just make their calls, try to hit their KPIs, days over. The person that wants change, they truly want to make change happen and and be the change. They finish their day, they're tired and they're like, right? Maybe even a friend hits them over here. Let's go out. Let's go play ball. Let's do this. They're like, no. They go back, right? They'll listen to their calls. They'll figure out what's preventing them from, you know, setting more appointments or having more convert or having, why do they have so many like no shows, right? Mm-hmm. They'll reach out to other closers. Like, dude, how come, how come this person didn't close? They'll listen to their calls, right? They'll, they'll study why they didn't fix it and they'll even get a mentor and they'll work on improving their individual skills, right? Every single day they're improving 1%. And now they're starting to have conversations with the owners. Okay, how can I, get into a position as a closer in the next three months. That's my goal. How can I do it? I'm willing to do whatever it takes. If you can do that on a microeconomic individual level on your own pace, that's the same process required to change a country and nation. Yeah. So. You can't change the world, but you can change your world. 100%. And the world is just a bunch of our worlds put together, right? Yep. You know? Dude, what do you think a human body is? It's just a bunch of little worlds working at once. Yeah. If you look at a market, if you look at a US 30, the Dow Jones on a on a one-hour time frame, you have a little candlesticks. We're talking about trading, right? The market moves in certain directions. There's 
millions of people putting money in there. How come it only does one movement? Because this is what all the little movements together made happen, right? If the majority of the people bought, that shit went up. If the majority of the people sold, that shit went up. And so if the majority of the people are working on themselves and improving their values and improving their strength and improving their 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 skill set and and just everything needed to make a better country on an individual level. If we have more of that than the fucking evil that exists, guess who's gonna win? Yeah. You know? Guess who's gonna win? So yeah. that's powerful shit. And I think um dude especially bro, especially the like especially the people that like are really representing like you know christian values islamic values right like i i think uh you need to be the change you want to see in the world right and so what better time than right before i fucking collapse <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, that you're not wrong. You know? Yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's great. Well, guys. Guys. Thank you for tuning in. I know you guys were expecting part five of how to grow your network. And we will. That's get next there. week. This is more important. Next week. It is coming. But right now, we just wanted to, to spend some time diving into a little bit of what's been going on in our heads what's been going on in our country and how we can put a better spin on it put a positive light on it and and look at what's really important and that's bettering ourselves and bettering people around us don't be a victim work on yourself we know that like people are stressed the fuck out about this stuff like everybody is everybody's talking about it um it, it's important to be aware that's the first step towards fixing a problem the next step is how you respond to it and you yeah. need to respond, not react. So here's how you do it. Cool. Appreciate you guys. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. We are on Apple music and Spotify. Don't forget to rate us five stars and peace. Look at that.